Hello, and welcome to this live recording from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This message was given by Michael Yu at our Brewagoon campus. So sit back, listen in, and enjoy what God's got to say to you. All right, anyway, great to have you all here this evening with us. And we're going to continue with our series this evening on friendship, and tonight titled Authenticity. What does authentic friendship look like? And when we look at friendship in 2020, we can't look past social media, can we? We can't look past social media and we can't look past the invention of devices. How that has shaped our view and understanding around friendship in the last decade or a bit more than a decade. And according to Facebook, I have 782 friends. That's not too bad, is it? Yes, thank you, thank you. That's not too bad. From all around the world, all right, I, actually, there are so many people with more friends, okay? I only have 782. And from all around the world, but you know what? Some of them I've never met. I don't even know who they are. Honestly speaking, I don't know. It's because with a click, right, with one click, I can request to become a friend of someone, Okay, and they can do the same. And also, this is really bad, this really gets me, is that with one click, I can reject them. I can say, nah, I don't want to be your friend. And they can do the same as well. And according to Facebook, I can have a maximum of 5,000 friends on my personal page. Now, for those who use Facebook, yes, for those who don't, good on you, stay off it. Right, But you can be connected to 5,000 people all around the world. You can know them. You might not know them personally. You might have interactions with them. You might not have any interactions with them. But the thing is, you can have 5,000 friends, 5,000 connections, but not one of them can be your authentic or genuine friend. Not one of them. So many connections, so many friends, but not one of them can be a genuine friend. Throughout history, technology has changed the way we view, how we live, and interact with the world, with one another, and with God. And social media has changed the way we interact with one another. And also, for some of us, the way we interact with God. So tonight, let's have a look at what authentic or genuine friendship looks like in the context of Jesus calling us his friends. Now, the word authentic has this meaning, and I love the last definition, of undisputed origin, not a copy. It's genuine, it's real, it's actual, it's true, it's the real McCoy, the real thing, genuine article, and believe it or not, Google put in dinkum, (laughs) right? Authentic means dinkum. So if we put this definition of authentic into the context of a person, we can kind of come to this definition. Representing one's true nature or belief, true to oneself or to the person that we identify with, right? Representing one's true nature or beliefs, true to oneself or, to, or the person that we identify with. We could say that it's, it's about being real, It's about being genuine about who we are with the other person, all right? 
Now, I want you to hold on to this definition, and we'll come back to it right at the end. Right? It's being about true, about who you are to the person that you're identifying with. Definition of an authentic person. Now, John records, recorded the moment that Jesus called his disciples friends. And it's in John chapter 15, verse 15. And Jesus says this, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. Everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. And the key to understanding authentic or genuine or real or dinkum friendship is contained within this verse. There are two parts to an authentic friendship, as Jesus has said. Firstly, authentic friendship is about knowing. It's about knowing the other person. It is about knowing your friend. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants. Why? Why doesn't Jesus continue to call them servants? Because a servant doesn't know. A servant doesn't know their master's business. The Passion Translation puts it this way. A servant doesn't always understand what the master is doing. There's no comprehension of what the master is doing. A servant is not aware of or understand what is going on. The Greek word translated as no is oida, and it comes from the root word eido, which has the meaning, the definition, to see or to know. To perceive with eyes, to observe, to perceive by any of the senses, to notice, to discern, to discover, to experience any state or condition. See, in this word oida, there are two parts. First is to make an observation. And the second part is to understand. To know Oida is not only about observation, but actually comprehending what I have just observed. We can see and read the Bible, but do we understand, do we order the contents of the Bible? You see the communion table set before us, but do we understand, do we order the communion, why we do communion? A servant can see but do not necessarily understand or know order the master's business, cannot comprehend what the master is actually doing. You can have friends, but do you know them? Do you understand them? Do you comprehend who they are? How well do you know your friends? It's not only about knowing about them, their likes, their dislikes, but it actually understanding why they like something or dislike something. And not only knowing about their beliefs and values, but understanding why they hold on to those beliefs and values. And it's not only about knowing about how they are feeling, but, but the reason why they are feeling the way they do. See, genuine friendship is not only knowing on the surface of what we see or what we observe about a person, 
but actually understanding, comprehending, knowing, order the person. Then how do we begin to understand? How do we begin to comprehend, know, order the other person? Well, this question leads us to the second part of authentic friendship. Secondly, authentic friendship is about being known. It's about being known by the other person. Jesus continues in verse 15, Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I've learned from my Father I have made known to you. Jesus doesn't call us servants any longer. Instead, Jesus calls us friends because Jesus has made known to his disciples, to us, everything. Everything that Jesus has learned from his Father It has been revealed to us. Nothing has been hidden. Nothing was filtered. Nothing was held back. But everything has been made known to the disciples and to us of God. The Greek word translated as known is nerizo from the root word gnosko. And it has the following meaning to learn, to know, to come to an understanding, to have knowledge of. The second part of authentic friendship is revealing who I am. It is actually a part of me that has to reveal who I am to the other person, to my who I call my friend, holding back nothing, revealing all, such as a man and a woman coming together as Adam knew Eve. It's about making myself known to the other person, so that they will come to know, get to get a knowledge of, to know Rizzo, to understand who I am. It's a two-way traffic. As I am knowing and get to know that my friend, they too have to know who I am. I have to reveal myself. Genuine or authentic friendship is birthed from knowing and being known by my friend. So for a genuine friendship to actually exist, one must be willing to comprehend, to know the other person. It's not only about skimming the surface or scrolling through a friendship, but it's being intentional to actually understand, to comprehend the other person. And at the same time, it's about revealing myself Making myself known, hiding nothing. See, Jesus' statement, our reading tonight, comes at a point where Jesus has explained what the Father God's plan was, his intention. Beginning in chapter 12, Jesus begins to reveal what is to come. Jesus predicts his his death. He washes his disciples' feet, and there is a long discourse of Jesus revealing the Father, Father's plan his, to his disciples and what is to come. Whole discourse. And he finishes with his amazing prayer in chapter 17. Nothing is hidden from them. Jesus no longer talks in parables, but makes everything known, nerizo to them, and promises them the Holy Spirit who will come and continue that work. The invisible God made visible in Jesus so that we can know, order, 
God. Authentic friendship is knowing and is being known by the other person. Jesus calls us friends as he knows us and has made himself known to us. Now, I haven't sought permission from Rachel to share this, but that's all right. I'll cop it when I get home. That's okay. All right. Now, Rachel, my lovely wife, she is also my friend. You know, we can, a couple of days, we will be married for 20 years. Yeah. Yes, I know. It's been a hard slog on my part. Yes. And over the past 19 and 19 years, 350 odd days, I've come to know, but I won't say I've come to understand, Rachel. You can never understand women, can you? No, no, no. Just kidding. Over the past 19 years, 356 days, I've come to know and understand who Rachel is. But that hasn't stopped. It's continuing. And that's the exciting thing. When you come to know someone and you make yourself known to the other person, it's exciting as that relationship builds, as you get to know more and more of one another. But you know what? What I've realized is that even though there are parts of me that I don't want to reveal to Rachel, because I might... uh, might be ashamed of it or not proud of myself or the struggles in my life. As you journey with your friend, those things are made known. And when they are revealed, and trust me, they will be revealed. As you journey through with your friend, when something has been revealed, a true friend responds doesn't respond with ridicule or belittling, but actually responds with love. Responds with support, with comfort, with encouragement. Comes and rallies around to give you support. And I have to say, comes with wisdom. Yes, husbands, your wives have wisdom. And puts us sets us on the right track. But this is a mutual thing. As I know and get to know Rachel, and as I reveal myself, it has to be as I reveal myself to be known by Rachel, the deeper relationship that we get into. It becomes a beautiful relationship and an exciting relationship. As, more, as we get to find out more and more of one another. After 20 years, you might think, well, you know what? I've known everything. I've you know, seen everything, know everything. No, actually, no. And I'm, I can, I'm, I'm still a baby compared to some of you out there and in relationships, and I'm pretty sure you will attest to that. Every day, we learn something new about our friends, something new, something beautiful. Let me ask these questions. How well do we know Jesus? How well do we know him? Have we made Jesus like one of our Facebook friends? Has he become someone who we come across as we scroll through our days, our weeks, and our months, and our years of our lives? 
Has he become someone who we respond with an emoji, a like here and a heart there? And has he become someone that we comment our request with a hashtag, hashtag answer my prayer? But more importantly, how well are you, am I, known by Jesus? Have we filtered our post to Jesus so that we only reveal our highlights, our best parts? Or is everything laid bare for Jesus to see? Or are there parts in our lives that we want to hide from him? Do we willingly make ourselves fully known to Jesus? Or do we only want to show us just a side of us, just a snippet of us, only a part of us? We all have sides of us that we don't want to reveal to anyone. We all have that. I have that. We want to hide like Adam and Eve did. It is our natural instinct because of the fall, but what does our Father God do? What does he do? He seeks us out. He says, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? He clothes our shame. Not only that, he gave us his son, who hid nothing. Who hid nothing. But he gave everything for all to see. He revealed the God of love, unfiltered, not seeking approval, but seeking the lost, seeking the lonely, seeking the ostracized, seeking the unloved, to have authentic friendship with him. He revealed our sinfulness. He scorned our shame. He took up our pain and bore our sufferings. Yet we considered him punished by God. Ed, could we have the next screen, please? Stricken by him and afflicted. But we... The one after, thanks. But he was pierced for our transgressions, my sins. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace, that brought me peace, was on him. And it is by his wounds that we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Father God has laid on him the iniquity of us all, so that we may be called friends of God. We can know order the Father God through his Son, who in the flesh has made him known, Norizo to us, so that we may be called friends of God if we obey his commands. Before we come to communion, let me close with this. Authentic friendship or genuine friendship is to know and to be known by the other person, by our friend. Jesus has revealed all and has made known to us everything, hiding nothing about himself and the Father God. How about you and me? What about you and me? Jesus calls us friend. Have we 
accepted that offer? Have you accepted that offer? How well do we know Jesus? How have we made ourselves known to him? Let's take a moment just to pray to our friend before we come to his table. And let's make ourselves known to him. Yes, our Father knows us. He wants, but he wants to hear from us, from our lips, from our hearts. He wants us to willingly open up to him, to pour out our hearts to him, to seek him and to know him rather than running and hiding from him. Remember the thought from the beginning? Our Father God wants us to be true in our nature and in our beliefs. He wants us to be true to ourselves and to him. He wants us to be authentic. Let's take a moment just to pray. Oh, Father God, search our hearts. Father, in all of us, there's a part of us that doesn't want to share with anyone. We want to hide that in our hearts. But Father, you call us. As you call us friends, know me and make yourself known to me. You want willing hearts, surrendered hearts, to just pour out what we have that we are holding back. And as these things are revealed, Father, you don't ridicule us, you don't belittle us, but you embrace us, you encourage us. And you say, the blood that was shed, that was shed for you, shed for the exact thing that you have in your hearts that you want to hold but no longer you don't have to hide come I will clothe you I will heal you I will embrace you doesn't matter where we've been, what we've done. If we truly come with repentant hearts, our faithful Father is there to forgive. Friends, just take a moment just to pray and pour out to God. Make yourself known to God. We hope you enjoyed this message from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. If you'd like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, then you can contact the team at Mount Pleasant Baptist Church by calling the office during office hours on 9329-1777. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to your company again soon. God bless.